0: KS Nation. It's your boy Kendrick, man, the Dreadlock Blur here back with another dreadlock blurred video. Um this one has been in the works for a while now and since it's Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, by the way. I figured I'd take some time and record this. Um I'm in the process of waiting for a video to render right now, but I figured i just don't go on ahead and do this one. Hopefully oh, this one shouldn't take too long. Um as the title of this video suggests, I am gonna be attempting to redo the Amalgam Comics Universe. Um, For those of you guys who don't know, the Amalgam Comics Universe was a joint venture between Marvel and DC back into mid late 90s. Um, It started out with a four part um, comic series between DC and Marvel or Marvel and DC, depending on which comic book issue you picked up. And it culminated kind of sort of in a fusion of both brands into what we call the Amalgam Universe. Certain heroes and villains from the Marvel universe were combined with certain heroes and villains from the DC universe. Um, some of the most notable ones are The Dark Claw, which is a combination of Wolverine and Batman. Hyena, which is a combination of the Joker and Sabretooth. um The Super Soldier, which is a combination of Captain America and Superman. The Amazing Amazon, which is a combination of Wonder Woman and Storm. Sparrow, which is Robin and Jubilee. Spider Boy, which is um Connor Kent and Spider-Man, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Unfortunately, Marvel and DC haven't revisited this universe in quite some time. It was really just a one-off, one off. But a lot of people have been talking about, especially Red The Rise of the MCU, the DC Entertainment, or the DC Extended Universe, Megan Air moves for lack of a better word um and of course the cw shows the marvel tv shows the all the animated shows and movies that have been out on tv so far um a couple of people have done this already have done their, their version of the amalgam universe but i wanted to take a stab at it now keep in mind that i only have about maybe 48 characters on here that i was able to do there's a lot more I could have done, but these are just the characters off the top of my head. So, not only is this a redo of the Amalgam Universe comic, comic book characters, but it's also a fan casting, considering the fact that we have the MCU in play and the DC Entertainment Universe is getting themselves together. I want to recast some of these things. If, if in the off chance, these characters ever made it to the silver screen, whether it's TV or movies, so, all that being said, um, oh, of, of course, as always, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. If you're watching me on YouTube, please be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell right next to the subscribe button so you know whenever I drop a new video. If you're listening to me on the podcast streaming service, please be sure to give me a follow because I try to be as consistent with dropping a new episode almost every week. So, please be sure to do that. All the social medias are in the description box. So, definitely feel free to check them out in any one of those spots. So all that being said, I should be—I should warn you, there will not be any pictures attached to this. So these are just going off of the top of the dome to, from me to you. And of course in the comment section, let me know what you think about the combination that I've made, you know? So, so we're gonna start off with one of the ones that's pretty much the easiest one, Super Soldier, which is, you know, the combination of, you know, Superman and Captain America. Um, I don't remember what their actual names were in the Amalgam comics, but here he is known, the Super Joe is known as Steve, Captain Stephen Joseph Kent. Um, much like in the Amalgam comics, um, Steve Rogers volunteers to be a part of the Super Soldier program. Uh, the Super Soldier program is derived from DNA from a Kryptonian that crash landed on Earth. The Super Soldier was given enhanced strength, durability, flight. I don't he- believe he had heat vision. I'm not quite sure. He did have a shield that was made out of the House of El, and majority of his costume consisted was pretty much the Captain America costume. He did have blonde hair as opposed to Clark Kent's brown and black hair. Um, I have seen a couple of people redraw the Super Soldier um, in different iterations, and the one I've liked the most is pretty much an amalgamation of. Captain America's suit was Superman's suit. So he does have a cape, uh, the ones I've seen, he has a cape um, instead of um, Captain America being blonde hair, or uh, the super being blonde hair, he'll have, I'll put it in middle, he'll have brown hair, you know. Um, he will still carry a shield, um, but the House of El will be on his chest in the form of a star, as opposed to being, you know, a, just a um, star. Of, of as itself um um i've gone on record to say that i've always felt like chris evans was more superman than superman in the captain america movies um again this is nothing against henry cavill i think henry cavill a great superman as a matter of fact i hope he comes back i really don't think henry cavill is done as superman that being said if i were to cast a super soldier captain stephen joseph kent in the movies i would most likely have to give it to henry cavill i mean it was a toss-up between him and chris evans but i think chris i think henry cavill can definitely do a great job of being of continuing to be superman as well as embodying the um principles that was you know chris evans um captain america so that's what i would do Next, we have the Iron Bat. As I mentioned before, the Batman and Wolverine were both used to become the Dark Claw in the Amalgam Universe. I think it's pretty much understood at this point that both Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark are almost one and the same. Uh, Tony Stark is a little bit more flamboyant with what he does. He's a little bit out there, especially given the rise of the MCU and Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of him. The Bruce Wayne is a little bit more subdued. He's more reserved. He definitely values his intelligence above everything else. So, in this universe, uh the Iron Bat is of course Bruce Edward Stark. Um, he um, he has pretty much the same pretty much has the same upbringing as Bruce. You know, his parents were killed in front of, in front of him as a child. Um, he does go off around the world to study. He studies various forms of crime fighting, different martial arts. Well, he also learns robotics he learns robotics and technology so when he eventually comes back to i mean i haven't picked the city for it but when he eventually comes back as an adult he creates stark industries of course or or rather i should say stark enterprises he creates stark enterprises and um it's a is much like wayne enterprises it's a company that deals with many different facets of everyday society Robotics, military contracts, um, uh, all the things that Wayne Enterprise does. So again, he pretty much have the same. So he pretty much have the same origin as Bruce Wayne up until when he becomes an adult, and then he comes back to his hometown and creates, and he creates or he takes over, you know, Stark Industries. Of course, um, nothing against Robert Downey Jr. He will forever be Iron Man. We all know this. And Ben Affleck's Batman is definitely one of the better iterations in most recent cinematic viewings. But for this go around, I'd like to see how Carl Urban does as a fusion of Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark. If you've watched my fan casting videos from years ago, then you know that one of my picks for Batman would be Carl Urban. I think Carl Urban has done enough or has a big enough resume to allow himself to portray a Tony Stark Bruce Wayne fusion to some form of fashion like from watching him in the boys to watching him on Xena to um you know everything else he's done he's a very versatile actor so I would be interested to see Carl Urban as a Bruce Tony hybrid next up we have the Marvelous Wonder of course, like I said, um, The Amazing Amazon is a combination of Wonder Woman as well as Storm. This one, I made it a little bit different, though. So the Marvelous Wonder is, of course, Carol of Themyscira. So in this instance, Carol who becomes, you know, Captain Marvel. Uh, she grows up on Themyscira instead. So Themyscira and the entity known as Marvel are pretty much connected to each other. So, you know, Carol Danvers and Diana Prince become one person. So Carol grows up being a warrior on Themyscira, only to discover that she has super latent abilities, like Captain Marvel. So she ventures out into the world of man and discovers what, you know, the world of man is like. And decides to use her powers for good. So not so much the Greek mythology thing, even though she's led to believe that's where her, her powers come from. But really, it's an alien entity. So that's how that goes. Um, I know people have their thoughts about um, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and I know everyone pretty much loves um, Gal Gadot as um, Wonder Woman. But this one, I went a little, bit, I went a little bit different with this one. I chose Jamie Alexander for the role of Carol Danvers, AKA Carol of Themyscira. Before the Wonder Woman movie came out, you know, Jamie Alexander portrayed Lady Siv in the Thor movies, and she looked dead on like Wonder Woman, like down to the way she was portrayed. She looked like Wonder Woman. So in my honest opinion, I think that would be the best way to go, to get Jamie Alexander to play you know the marvelous wonder um carol of the mascara then of course we have the um enrolled nova core which is a combination of the green lantern core and the nova core that's pretty much simple i didn't really fan anyone for this because there's so many different you know green lanterns between hal jordan you know john stewart kyle rayner um guy garter alan scott and then of course there's many different people who are part of the nova Corps. or to me They're both space hops, so that to me, that just makes the most sense for for those two to be combined. So there's that. Next up, we have a Silver Streak, which is a combination of um, Barry Allen and Pietro Maximoff. So we have Pietro Bartholomew Maximoff. Um, They are both speedsters. The Flash is clearly the fastest one in all of comics, way faster than Pietro. So Pietro Bartholomew Maximoff is you know this the silver speedster not the scarlet speedster the silver speedster so i went with alex pettifer i think he's a good balance between anyone who's played barry on between or anyone who's played you know pietro now granted you know aaron taylor johnson played pietro in the marvel cinematic universe while evan peters played Pete in the x-men fox universe um, the only other live action iterations of Barry Allen that we've had have been, you know, John Wesley's ship in the original Flash series, and of course, um, Grant Gustin in the CW's Flash, you know, Arrowverse. So that's where I went with that. You know, Silver Streak, you know, is just a, a fusion of Barry Allen and P.H. Maxwell. So for the Flash and Quicksilver. Next up, we have the Aquamariner, which is directly from the Amalgam comics also, which is a combination of Arthur Curry and Namor the Submariner. So we have Namor Curry, you know, who is the king of Atlantis. Um, I went with Nicolai casto I think that would be a pretty good role for him to play. Um, nothing against Jason Momoa, but I think a lot of us are used to the blonde-haired Aquaman that we've seen in the comics and in TV. So, and I know Namor looks more... He, he's dark hair, pointy ears. He looks like Spock. Essentially, like, Namor looks like Spock. So, it fuses to, like, you know... Now, that just makes the most sense. They're both sea-ruling men. So, there's that. Next up, we have Cyborg. Which is a combination of Luke Cage and Victor Stone. So, Lucas Stone, who was a, someone who was... A star football player, you know, way back in the day, gets caught in a, gets caught in a horrible accident, and as opposed to becoming like a cyborg, outwardly, he becomes like a cyborg internally, much like to um, how you know, Lee Thompson Young portrayed cyborg in the Smallville series, so something more like that. So he has cybernetics implanted on the inside of him, as opposed to the outside of him. So much like how Luke Cage was experimented on, and he was given an in, indestructible skin and things like that. So it was something like that. But, you know, the indestructibleness comes from the cybernetics that are a part of him. I'd like to give Ray Fisher another chance. I I think he would definitely like to jump back to chance playing Cyborg again. Nothing against Mike Coulter. You know, he did a great, you know, um Luke Cage in the series. But... I would definitely like to see him, you know, I would like to see Ray Fisher tackle this role one more time with a different approach, you know, Luke Cage is definitely a throwback to the old school blackploitation blackploitation type of characters, so to to try to see Ray Fisher try to incorporate that a little bit into his persona would be interesting. You'll have to forgive me for the way I sound right now. Um, I have a tooth that's been bothering me in the front. So I'm trying not to hit it. Basically, I'm trying not to hit it. So that's probably, that's really what was happening. So if I sound a little weird, that's really what's, what's happening. I'm just trying to hit a front tooth right uh, right now. Um, moving on to the next one, we have the Azure icon. I wanted to throw this character in there because we have yet to see, we have yet to see blue icon make a live action appearance in anything Marvel related. I'm hoping they're gonna bite the bullet at some point. I really hoping they do, but that remains to be seen. That really remains to be seen. So we got the Azure icon, which is, um, excuse me, blue Marvel, blue Marvel. I'm saying Azure icon, I'm saying blue icon. What I mean is the blue Marvel. You know so the i azure icon would be in a combination of icon from the milestone universe as well as blue marvel from marvel so we have adam augustus brushear so which is adam augustus um freeman which is the alter ego of icon and adam brusher which is the alter ego of Blue marvel i went with blair underwood um, I think Blair Underwood wouldn't hesitate to jump in the jazz to play as a s- superhero, especially a superhero as prominent as, you know, Blue Marvel. You know, I, I'm fact-casting as Blue Marvel, but just to play someone like the Blue Icon or the Azure Icon will be interesting for Blair Underwood to do. He's a pretty underrated actor, too. He's done a lot over his career, but nothing like two, 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 two major. So this would be something interesting for him to sink his teeth into. Excuse me. Next up we have the Nightcrawler. Now it's not the Nightcrawler you think of here. This Nightcrawler is a combination of Peter Parker and Dick Grayson. So much like how Dick Grayson adopted a nightwing persona and Spider-Man is known as the wall crawler or the web crawler. I just matched the two and I, I mean I know it sounds kind of cheesy and a little too on the nose, but I think the nightcrawler would be an interesting title for a peter dick grayson hybrid so we got peter benjamin grayson who is uh, who was a former protege of the iron bad and he strikes out on his own and becomes the nightcrawler which is pretty much a nightwing spider-man hybrid i want to finn whitrock finn whitrock has been getting no- noticed lately i believe he's been cast as guy gardner for the green Lantern series on hbo max a weird casting choice if you ask me a weird casting choice but we'll have to see how it goes nothing against brenton brenton thwaites as um dick grayson for the um well hbo max titan series but the only other live action iteration of nightwing we kind of got was chris o'donnell as robin and his outfit in batman and robin was pretty much a nightwing outfit with a cape that's all it was so i think finn would a pretty good job playing you know a spider-man nightwing um fusion next up we have slinger which is another robin tim drake you know teamed up fused with miles morales spider-man so timothy morales which is a fusion of tim drake and miles morales becomes you know the slinger after you know teaming up with the iron bat so again he's a fusion of <laughs> Tim Drake Robin or Red Robin and Miles Morales Spider-Man. I went with Miles Brown. Um I know they casted um Tim Drake for the Titan series. I forgot who the actor was gonna be that's playing him. But I wanted to keep um Miles Morales ethnicity in this and I mean in another in another I mean I don't really I can't really see who else I could get to play any type of Miles Morales. I think Miles Brown would do pretty good, especially a younger version of, you know, Miles Morales or Tim Drake. So that's what I got. And the name Slinger just comes from, you know, him just swinging across the city and stuff. Because as far as I'm saying, even though everyone loves Dick Grayson, Tim Drake is probably still one of the best Robins to ever exist, one of the best ones. Now we have the Iron Huntress, which is a combination of Helena Wayne and Morgan Stark. So we have Helena Morton Stark, um, who is the daughter of Tony Stark, or Bruce Edward Stark, she's their daughter and she kind of takes her mantle or adopts part of his mantle into her character. So we have the Iron Huntress. I went with Daisy Ridley. Um, We've only seen Daisy Ridley in a few things aside from outside of Star Wars. So I think this would be interesting to have Daisy play some sort of a vigilante of some sort. I think that'd be an interesting role for her to play because um, I haven't seen her latest movie, but I know it hasn't been really getting hasn't really been getting too many rave reviews. So her in the superhero role, I think it's just kind of right up her alley. So that's why I went with that. Next up, we have another one right out of the American Comics universe. We have Dr. Strange, which is a combination of Dr. Strange and Dr. Fate. But in the comic it was a combination of Dr. Strange, Dr. Fate and Professor Charles Xavier. I left Charles Xavier out of this. So I just wanted to keep, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme and the, and Dr. Fate together. So it's just those two. That's pretty self-explanatory. And I went with Benedict Cumberbatch because as it stands, Benedict Cumberbatch makes a great Dr. Strange since he's the only one. So I just kept him in play. I just kept him. Next up, we have Sparrow now in the Amalgam universe. Sparrow was actually the combination of Robin and Jubilee. In this instance, Sparrow is actually the combination of Hawkeye and the Green Arrow. So we have Clinton Quinn Clinton Queen, who is Clint Barton and Oliver Queen mashed together. Sparrow becomes the fun fact that, you know, Hawkeye tends to have a bird motif and the Green Arrow is just the Green Arrow. So I went with Sparrow. Cause that just kind of makes most no sense like so actually it's a clever play on the word um arrow and yeah it's just a play on the word arrow so it's a bird motif, but it was an arrow motif too i went with charlie hunnam i know a lot of people have been like casting charlie hunnam and a lot of dc related stuff especially as a movie version of the green arrow so i just kept with it with that so i just kept charlie on as like a uh Green arrow Oliver on um, Green Arrow um Hawkeye character. Um next we have the Avatar. The Avatar is an interesting one. The Avatar is a combination of Alec Holland, which is Swamp Thing, Bruce Banner, which is the Hulk, and Ted Salas, which is the man thing. Now of course, the Swamp Thing and the Man-Thing, our characters deck, almost came out almost around the same time, and they're almost the same character. Swamp Thing, who was the Guardian of the Earth and Protector of the Green. Man-Thing, who is the Guardian of the Nexus of all realities. Then, of course, you have the Hulk, who is... who essentially experimented on the Super Soldier Serum, and it turned him into that. I meshed those three characters together. Um, originally, I was going to call them just the Green. But I like the idea that the Hulk taps into something a little bit otherworldly as opposed to like, you know, other stuff like just being him with gamma radiation. I like the idea of him, you know. So the character's name is Dr. Alec David Salas. So, of course, it's Alec Holland. David, Bruce David Banner and Ted Salas all mashed up together. So um, I mashed those two together because I think I mean, all of those characters are green and I think all those characters would just fit well together. I like the idea of, you know, because as you all know, Swamp Thing and Man Thing can't turn back into humans. They cannot. They They've been forever changed by the accidents that happened to them. I like the idea that perhaps being a part of Bruce Banner, that they all can change into the Avatar when, you know, I mean they wouldn't be it wouldn't be activated by rage i mean i think it'd be a combination of see because we all know um the hulk only appears when he's enraged the man thing you know is able to burn you if he senses fear in you the swamp thing is just trying to protect the green he's just trying to protect earth so i like it to be a thing where the um the um The Avatar transforms into the Avatar when he feels the Earth is crying in pain. Something like that. So I think that would be pretty interesting. And I know you're probably thinking like the Earth is constantly in pain because of what we're doing to it, you know. But, you know, there'd be little caveats to that. I picked Andy Bean to play this character. Andy Bean plays um, Alec Holland and the Swamp Thing series, which is a great series. If you haven't watched it yet, please go watch it. So I picked him because I think he does a pretty, he, he's a pretty good representation of what Bruce Brand would look like. Nothing against Mark Ruffalo or even um, Edward Norton, nothing against those guys. But I think Andy B does a very good job of playing someone who's just trying to go do, do good and a fate worse than that happens to him. So there's that. Next we have Thor which is a combination of Shazam and Thor, of course. So in this instance, instead of turning into Shazam, the embodiment of um, some of the Greek gods, he turns into one of the uh, the embodiment of the Norse gods, which is Thor. So of course it's still Billy Batson. When Billy Batson yells out Thor, he transforms into Thor. Um, I have Jack Dylan Grazer as Billy Batson. He played Billy Batson's friend in the Shazam movie. And, of course, I have Chris Hemsworth as Thor because, as it stands right now, Chris Hemsworth is the only Thor that I recognize. So, it could be a thing where maybe, you know, something where it's like maybe Billy Batson was worthy enough to pick up Mjolnir. So, once he picks up Mjolnir, he transforms into Thor. He'll yell out Thor and he transforms. Lightning will strike and he transforms. Something to that effect. That's what I was thinking about that. Next, up, we have the Atomic Ant, which is a combination of Hank Pym, Ray Palmer, Ryan Choi, and Scott Lane, respectively. So it's a combination of Hank Pym and Ray Palmer. And then, of course, there's a second Atomic Ant, which is Ryan Choi and Scott Lane. So you have Dr. Henry Palmer, and then you have also Scott Choi. So that, that's pretty self-explanatory. It's, it's the Atom, and then it's um Ant-Man. So there's that. So, I kept Brandon Ralph as um, ha- as Henry Palmer. We could probably age him up a little bit, just like how he was aged in *The Crisis on Infinite Earths*. And then I chose Stephen Yoon as Scott Joy. Uh, Stephen Yoon has been getting a lot of notice lately, especially after his latest Oscar not, as well as the recent series *Invincible* on Amazon Prime. So I just th- I did those those two so you got dr. Henry Palmer and Scott Choi Brandon Routh and Steven Yule that's what I did with that next up we have the iron claw now I actually recently just changed this because initially I had um um iron claw was gonna be a combination of bronze tiger and iron fist That's initially what I was going to do. So we were going to have the Iron Claw. But since... um, Bronze Tiger is more... Somewhat of an anti-hero, kind of, sort of. I changed it up, and I realized I didn't have anything for the Black Panther. So I created the Iron Claw. Which is a combination of Black Panther and the Iron Fist. So we have Dichala, Who... Ends up... who Much like Danny Rand, ends up in Wakanda. And is somehow taken in by the King of King of Wakanda. So, unlike, so much like in Black Panther lore, where, I just realized something. Black Panther and Iron Fist are both Marvel characters. So, I think I'm going to change that back. So, I'm going to change that back to uh, the Iron Claw being a combination of Bronze Tiger and Iron Fist. So, that's what I'm going to do. So we have, um, we have that combination. So it'll be something where, you know, um, Ben Turner travels to come And instead of beating a mystical dragon, he beats a mystical tiger. Basically it's something where along the lines of like, you battle whatever creature you most associate yourself with. So Ben Turner, um, beat he he beats a mystical tiger and he gains the powers of the iron claw so instead of having actual claws he has like the iron claw like they come out like magical claws come out i went with maurice crump maurice crump is a well-known martial artist who's done a lot of stunt work and been a part of a lot of martial arts movies nothing against michael Jai white don't get me wrong nothing against michael Jai white but you know you want to have someone with similar some of build to danny rand so that's what i went that's what i did so iron claw is actually bronze tiger and iron Fist mashed together next up we have power girl which is a combination of sharon carter and carol danvers now i went with sharon carter only because of the fact that you know she is also the niece of like peggy carter who was part of the original super soldier program uh sharon carter Somehow becomes a part of the Super Soldier program to a degree, or finds a way to get a part of it, and she also becomes a somewhat of a Super Soldier herself, not as strong as like, the original Super Soldier, but something to that effect. And of course, the Super Soldier serum is derived from you know Kryptonian DNA. So we have Sharon Kara Danvers, who is the cousin of the Super Soldier. I went with Anna Sophia Rob as this um i could see her playing a pretty decent super girl so that's why i went with i mean um emily van zand would I'm, I'm probably saying the name wrong but i think she would do pretty good but for someone a little bit younger i went with you know anna sophia rob think she could do it i think that would be a pretty good job next up we still have black widow which in this iteration is a combination of natasha romanoff but and Alex Danvers from the CW Supergirl series. Um, I think the character of um Alex Danvers has gotten very popular over the years. And I think it would just be fitting to throw her into the mix as well. So you have Natasha Alexandra Danvers. So um much like um, you know, Black Widow from the series but from the from the comic books and Alex Danvers from the series, they both are pretty much the same thing. They're both very good super agents that know how to fight. I went with Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh is going to be making an appearance in the Black Widow movie that should have came out last year, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, Since Natasha is dead at this point, you know, maybe we can, she can be the one to... I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in the Black Widow movie if there's going to be a new iteration of Black Widow coming in the near future for MCU. But as far as it stands right now, I think um, Florence Pugh would make a pretty good, you know, Black Widow. You know, that would be the code name. Then, of course, we have another no brain, which is Black Cat, which is a combination of Felicia Hardy and Selena Kyle. So we have Felicia Kyle. I with Zoe Kravitz, even though um, Zoe Kravitz is supposed to be playing selena kyle and the new batman movie with robert pattinson i just kept that all the same so there, there's that. That, that that's what we'll do so we have the black cat which is felicia kyle felicia hardy and selena kyle mashed together next we have the crimson soldier which was an interesting one the crimson soldier which is an interesting which is of course the you know the winter soldier but here the crimson soldier is an amalgamation of jimmy olsen and bucky barnes so we have james buchanan jimmy olsen and then of course that's that he that there's that and of course he's taken by a hydrolite group and he's given somewhat kryptonian powers not a lot but just a few so i went with james marsden i know james marsden is pretty up there in age but he doesn't get a lot of credit for a lot of things he does as well as movies And I thought his Cyclops was actually very well done. So I think James Marsden would be a pretty interesting, you know, crimson soldier. Next up, we have Lobo Raccoon, which is just a Lobo-eyes version of Rocket Raccoon. Um, I always thought Jason Momoa would've made a good Lobo for the movie. I mean, I like his Aquaman, but I think he would've just made a very decent um, Lobo for the DC um, Cinematic Universe so why not have him voice a raccoon that that would that would just be interesting (laughs) that would just be very interesting to me so that's what we did next up so we're pretty much getting into the guardians of the galaxy kind of sort of so we have giant gomorrah which is a combination of big Barda and gomorrah um i went with charlie theron um charlie theron hasn't made her appearance in any movies superhero movies whatsoever and i'm not sure if he wants to do one i would imagine that she does so I think this would be an interesting character for her to play. I'm an amalgamation of Gamora and Big Barter. So there's that. Then we have Killer Drax. Ironically, it's a combination of Killawog and Drax the Destroyer. Um, again, you can see just CGI there, but I went with Kevin Gravelle as the voice of on um, Killer Drax. Kevin Gravelle's voice is world-renowned. Ever since hearing it in um, Underworld, He's, he, he just has that voice. He, he just does. So I just, I just kept him within the role. Next up we have Miracle Star, which is a combination of Mr. Miracle and you know, Star-Lord. So we have Scott Quill. So a combination of Peter Quill and Scott Free. I went with Ian Ziering. Um, nothing against Chris Pratt, his Star-Lord is world-renowned. But Ian Ziering has done a pretty good job in superhero roles, especially playing the um, Blue Devil in, um, in the um, Swamp Thing series. So I think that would be pretty interesting for him to play. Um, next up we have is Vengeance, which is essentially the Vigilante and the Punisher matched together. His name is still going to be Frank Castle and it's still going to be John Bernthal. So we can just move on from that. Um, we have Platinum Wings. We have Platinum Wings. Um platinum wings, which is a combination of John Henry Irons, also known as Steel, and Sam Wilson, which is also known as the Falcon. So we have Wilson John Irons, um, who pretty much creates a suit for himself that has wings on it, much like how John Henry Irons created himself a Superman suit. I went with Trevante Rhodes. Travante Rhodes um was in bird boxing, and has been on a couple other roads too, most notably Moon. Um, moonlight. I think that'd be a pretty good role for him to play a combination of Sam Wilson and John Henry Irons. Um next up we have the red flame which is a combination of Jason Todd and Johnny Blaze. So unlike you know unlike um Slinger or Nightcrawler um John John Blaze Todd who was killed by the Joker ends up you know making a deal with the devil to come back as his spirit of vengeance. So now we have the red fling. So he's now a vigilante hunting down and punishing those who are deemed to be punishable. I went with Zac Efron. Zach Efron has yet to make a superhero movie role yet and he does have a pretty good wide range. There's a lot of people tend to not think he does. Zachary Fonda actually does have a pretty good acting range. So it'd be interesting to see, it's interesting to see him play a character such as a Jason Todd, Johnny Blaze combination. So that's what I went with. Next we have Nubian Storm. So I couldn't necessarily, you know, get away from, you know, a Storm Wonder Woman type of hybrid. So in this instance, we have Nubia and Storm, which is Aurora of Themyscira, which is a combination of Nubia, who is the black wonder woman, and of course Storm. So we have Aurora of Themyscira. I went with Naomi Aki, who was um who was famous for her character in Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, opposite um uh, John Boyega's Finn. Um we have yet to figure out who can play a good storm in the newest coming iterations of x-men movies um alexander did a pretty good job and holly berry did a pretty good job too but i think we can i think we can go a little bit step further and give us someone who's kind of relatively unknown the role of aurora the mascara or nubian storm next up we have flying fox which is a combination of james Rhodes and luke fox so we have luke fox luke rhodes who is part of the Iron Bat family and interesting in love with John Boyega. I think John Boyega would make a pretty interesting member of the Iron Bat family. And, you know, he's been doing some pretty serious things as of late, but I think him in a superhero role would do pretty, would do pretty well for him. So we'll have to see, we will have to see how that goes. Next, we have the Crimson Witch, which is a combination of Zatanna Zatera and Wanda Maximoff zatanna who's a master magician, and Wanda, who is one of the most powerful witches in the Marvel universe. Um, I went with Zazzy Beats. Um, I'd be interested to see uh Zazie as a all powerful witch, and granted she's already played Domino in the X-Men universe, but that's still the X-Men universe, which is still a Fox X-Men universe. So I think Zazzy Beats would kinda kill it as um the Crimson Witch. I think she would. Uh Next up, we got a couple of events. We have The Skull, which is a combination of Johann Schmidt and Lex Luthor. So we have Johann Alexander Luthor. Um, I don't understand why. I really don't understand why Billy Zane has not played Lex Luthor. I know a lot of people have reservations about him, but I honestly feel like Not casting Billy Zane as Lex Luthor is a missed opportunity that you're just going to keep kicking yourself in the ass for. That's how I just feel. Like, I think Billy Zane would be perfect as Lex Luthor. To me, it just fits. So maybe we could do something like this for him, where he plays this version of Lex Luthor. Next, we have The Killing Joke, which is a combination of Deadpool and the Joker. To me, those two seem to be the most more alike than anybody else. Um, So we have Wade Wilson, who is, you know, a mercenary who's just gone mad. Like, like so he's a mercenary, but he's just like an evil mercenary. I know he's more of like an anti-hero in the comic books, but I'd be interested to see a character that's just flat-out evil. So killing joke just kind of makes the most sense to me. Ryan Reynolds, of course, because it's, it's it's Ryan Reynolds. So maybe it's a thing where it's like maybe he doesn't become become horribly scarred. Maybe it's a tank of acid that does him in that drives him mad, and now he becomes super self aware. Something to that effect. We have the Mandarin Demon, which is of course a combination of Ra's al Ghoul and the Mandarin. That's just kind of self explanatory. I went with Ken Watanabe. Um, it was interesting having him as the Mandarin. Or as um, Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins, even though he wasn't the real Ra's al Ghul that turned out to be Liam Neeson. But I'd be very interested to see him as a Mandarin-type Ra's al Ghul hybrid. That would be very interesting to see. We have the God of War, because the God of War is just a Greek god, so he's the God of War no matter where you go. I think Alexander Skarsgård would make an interesting God of War. He's very good at playing menacing characters, especially if you remember him from True Blood. So, I would definitely like to see how that would go. We have the man creature, which is a combination of Kurt Connors and Kurt Langstrom. Kurt Connors is, of course, um, the man who became the lizard, and Kurt Langstrom is the man who became the man bat. So, he'd be some type of monstrous creature of some sort, trying to learn how to regrow limbs and all this other stuff. So, we have Dr. Connor Langstrom. We have Doug Jones in the role of you know, man creature because Doug Jones is very good at motion capture for creatures and stuff like that. So there. Next, we have Dr. Icicle, which is a combination of Mr. Freeze and Dr. Octopus. Um, So we have Dr. Otto Freeze, um, a scientist who's been working to cure his wife and he created these devices, these tentacle like devices to help him, you know, try to find a cure. Again, a the accident happens where you know the devices are only now operational in sub zero de- sub zero degree temperature and they also have to be the ability to shoot ice beams. It's comic kind of books. What are you gonna do? I went with Patrick Stewart. I think a lot a lot of us can agree that Patrick Stewart will make a very interesting Mr. Freeze. So him playing a Mr. Freeze and a Dr. Octopus hybrid would be quite interesting to see. Very interesting to see. And next up, we have Deathmaster, which is a combination, of course, of Slade Wilson and Anthony Masters, Deathstroke and Taskmaster. So, Deathstroke is probably the greatest assassin in the DC universe. And um, Taskmaster is another mercenary who's able to copy um, the moves of a superhero or supervillain that he watches because he has a eidetic memory. That combination is just deadly. So... I have Scott Atkins for the role of Slade Wilson or Slade Masters. Scott Atkins is one of the premier martial arts movie stars, you know, that still doesn't get a recognition that he deserves. So, him in a role of a Deathstroke Slower slash Taskmaster combination would be very interesting to see. Highly interesting to see. Next up, we have Electra Al which is, of course, the daughter of Rachel Al and of course, an amalgamation of Electra. I went with Katrina Law. Katrina Law um played um Nisa Al Gore in the Alverse um series. Um I know Ella D Young played um Electra in the um uh Netflix um the Air Devil series but I think Katrina Law would do a pretty good job as Electra. I think that would work out pretty well. Next up we have dr savage which is a combination of um vandal savage and victor von doom so we have vandal von doom who goes by the name dr savage um both are pretty much both both of those characters are pretty much very highly intelligent highly strategic and don't get a lot of the credit i mean dr St- dr doom gets the credit he doesn't know but not so much vandal savage so I went with Maz Mickelson. I think Maz Mickelson would be a pretty excellent combination of Vandal Savage and Victor Von Doom. That's what I did. Um, next up, we have Harley Quinn, which is a combination of Harley Quinn and Gwenpool. That that, that just that, that just kind of makes sense. Um, I know she's not acting right now, but I went with Jeanette McCurdy. I think Jeanette McCurdy would. I think that would be a role that she could probably sink her teeth into. As she was still alive, and I say this all the time, I think um, Brittany Murphy would have made a great Harley Quinn. I honestly feel like she would have made a very great Harley Quinn, but unfortunately, you know, she's no longer with us. I think Jeanette McCurdy, like I said, I don't believe she's outing anymore. I think this would probably be something that could probably bring her out of retirement. I don't know. And then, of course, this one is right from the comics also. We have Thanos, which is a combination of Thanos and Dark Side. That's pretty easy. Um, in this situation, I went with Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin's Thanos is pretty, um, rem- is pretty memorable. We all remember his character portrayal of Thanos. So, nothing against the character who played Bane. I mean, the character who played Dark in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. But I think Josh Brolin would definitely bring it for a character that's a combination of both. Next up, we have Brainius. In the Amalgam Comics, he is known as Galactiac, which is a combination of Brainiac and Galactus into one. Um, maybe in the systems, maybe he's not like a really huge um, cosmic entity like he is in the Marvel Universe. I mean, he very well could be. That would that would actually be pretty interesting to see, like a very enlarged version of Brainiac, you know, walking around space devouring worlds of their knowledge so he doesn't really just devour worlds he just i mean he devours their knowledge but then after that he destroys their planet after that i went with charles dance um we only actually only we only have one live iteration of brainiac and that was from the um krypton series that was on the sci-fi channel i forgot president who played that version of brainiac but i think charles dance could definitely kill a, a role like this someone like brainiac more brainiac than galactus I should say, we're almost coming down to the wire, so we're almost done. Next up, we have venomous, which is a combination of venom and bane. So in this instance, the venom, you know, the venom steroid is all, is really just part of, derived from the symbiote um, that came from space. So while it does enhance its strength to a great deal, it also creates an alternate personality frame in the form of venom. I know Dave Batista says he's chomping at the bit to play Bane in the DCM cinematic universe. So I gave it to him. I think Dave Batista would be interesting as a Bane Venom fusion. I think that would be very interesting for him to play. Nothing against Tom Hardy because Tom Hardy is great. I like it. I can't wait for Venom letting it be counted. Kind of, I can't wait for that. But I'd like to see what Dave Bautista does. Next up, we have Craven the Cheetah. You know, Craven, of course, is known as Craven the Hunt. Craven. I mean Sergey Kravinoff, who is the um, the hunter in the Spider-Man universe, and then of course we have Barbara Minerva, who is the Cheetah from the One Woman franchise. Um, I think a combination of Kraven and Cheetah would be interesting, maybe along his exploits, or maybe Minerva Kravinoff on her exploits to trying to figure out the Cheetah secret, you know, has been hunting. Different types of animals and things like that in the jungle, and she becomes an apex predator. I hate, really hate. I shouldn't have used that line. I really shouldn't have used that. But she becomes a cheetah type cat. Cheetah, cheetah Cheetah type character. After a discovery in the jungle, and she's on the hunt to, you know, take out Walk Nightcrawler or Slinger. I went with Alicia Vikander. I think, nothing against Kristen Wiig, I think Kristen Wiig did a great job as um, Minerva, Barbara Minerva. But um, I would love to see at least do something like this. Like her role in Ex Machina was chilling, to say the least, very chilling. So I'd be interested to see how this would turn out for her. Next up we have the Crime Lord, which is a combination of Maxwell Lord and Wilson Fisk. So we have Wilson Lord, and of course it has to go to Vincent D'Onofrio. It, it it just does, cause his portrayal of Wilson Fisk is completely unmatched. It it really is, so it's as simple as that, that. That that's where we're gonna go with that. Next up we have Nicolette Fury, which is a combination of Nick Fury and Amanda Waller. So I just kept this well, I kept Viola Davis because Viola Davis as Amanda Waller is a priceless casting choice. Priceless and nothing against Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury because mm-hmm. of course, that's a priceless casting. Also, I'd like to see her do something where she has a few more tactics like Nick Fury than anything else. So that, I'd be interested to see that. And the last one on this list is, of course, Loki. So in this instance, Teth Adam, uh, who discovers the uh, relic of Loki, uh the name Loki and he transforms into a Loki type character. So, in this instance, Tom Hiddleston would be the Teth Adam character. But when he yells Loki, he transforms into the Dwayne Johnson character. Something like that. I mean, you let me know. You let me know what you think about that. And that's all I got, guys. That is all I got as far as, like, a redo of the Amalgam Universe as well as a fan casting if they ever made it into the live-action realm. Um... You can let me know in the comment section below what you think about my choices. Um, what characters would you put together and what characters could you put together? Um, I'm interested to see what your choices would be and how you would fan cast those set characters if they appeared in a live action setting. I'd be very interested to see how that would turn out. Of course. Post your comments in the comment section below. Well. Let me know. Let me know about all these things that I've t- told you here today. And share your thoughts. I really would like to have a conversation about this thing. So I think the Us Universe is one of those one things that's definitely underrated. And I think a lot of people want to see that again. Even if it is like in a redo format. I think a lot of us would love to see that again. If you enjoyed my video, hit a thumbs up. If you didn't, hit the thumbs down. Share this video with all your friends and of course subscribe to the channel. If you enjoy what you see, if you're listening to all my listening to me on podcast services, be sure to give me a follow. I'm out. Peace.